Welcome to day 338 of Shaped by the Word, and we come to you in John's Gospel. What is the most glorious moment uh, in all of the Gospels for all of us? Uh, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, that uh, a sacrifice for our sins has been vindicated, and God has raised him from the dead as the first fruit of those who will be raised from the dead. Uh, this is possibly, you know, in our calendar, the way we do the church calendar as modern Protestant evangelicals. Uh, the one holy day of our year, which is, you know, Easter, uh, possibly Christmas, you know, as well. Uh, but also what we celebrate every week when we uh, gather on Saturday, the first day of the week. So as we uh, look at John's account of the resurrection, let's do as we always do, offer ourselves in this uh, moment to the Lord. David, do you mind lifting us up in prayer? No, let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word, and we ask now that as we uh, turn to it, um, that you would be at work and you would help our hearts and our eyes and our minds to see uh, the beauty and the wonder of the resurrection of Christ. Uh, and may that good news um, do a deep work in renewing our affections for you, um, giving us uh, hearts' desires to live for you as your people in light of the resurrection. And so we ask now that as we... Uh, meditate on your scriptures um you would um encourage our hearts um, we pray this all in the name of jesus amen john chapter 20 beginning in verse 1 early on the first day of the week while it was still dark mary magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance so she came running to simon peter and the other disciple the one jesus loved and said they have taken the lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they have put him so Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated there. Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken away my Lord, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking it was a gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending my Father and your Father to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went into the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord, as he told them that he had said these things to her. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for the fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. 
Now Thomas, also called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We've seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my fingers where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, the disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, or see my hands, reach out your hand, and put it to my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing in him, you may too. Uh, you may have eternal life. And what a fitting into the Gospel of John. We've referred to this conclusion many times, you know, during our podcast that uh, the signs that are recorded are recorded, you know, not just so much so that we have, you know, nice, neat little miracle stories, but they point to a far greater reality of who Jesus is and what God is doing in the world. And uh, John said, all of these signs that I've you know, recorded, eight different signs, seven different you know, I am statements that are recorded in the Gospel of John. I've shown you who he is, so that in seeing who he is, you might believe in him mm-hmm. and know that he is uh, the Messiah. And not only know that he is Messiah, but that we have life in him. No, how cool is that? And it's so interesting, even at the start, how, you know, we we see Mary going to the tomb and resurrection doesn't even seem to be on her mind, right? She mm-hmm. thinks, well, obviously he's been stolen and even John, who's a much faster runner than Peter, apparently, they even <laughs> began thinking, you know, well, what's happened to him? Because they weren't thinking, they didn't understand from Scripture, you know, that Jesus had to rise from the dead. And so even knowing that John's writing this account of what really happened, I really appreciate him putting the truth of what happened in it. You know what I mean? He didn't mm-hmm. try to spin it like, well, I knew what was going on. But he's just painting the picture of where they were really at. And they really thought his body might have been stolen or, or taken. And so just love kind of the transparency that um, we see in this yeah. account. No, oh. you, you, I was just saying, I always wonder why John didn't go in. Like you beat Peter there and then you're like, oh, actually I don't want to go in yet. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, no, <laughs> I just I, kind I, of, it's, that's it's the intense, historical yeah. reality. I mean, that's one of the things you have that to would love be, about this. Yeah, that mm-hmm. would be very, you know, we, we know that uh, John is faster than Peter <laughs> and you can almost, you know, read between the lines. Uh, uh, the other disciple got there ahead of Peter, and then several hours later, Peter showed up. Puffing and puffing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, John is, at, at that moment, you know, a little bit more reverent, you know, not going into the place uh, where his friend had been buried. Peter, a little more impetuous, you know, walks straight in. And, of course, what they see, uh, you know, is, is remarkable. We already know, you know, from, uh, you know, uh, chapter 19, that Nicodemus and, uh, and Joseph of Arimathea had not only wrapped uh, Jesus' body in linen, but it, it had 75 pounds of spices, mm. you know, as a part of it. Uh, you know, to undo this uh, would have been, you know, quite incredible, and yet it, it's laying there, you know, very naturally. And uh, the cloth that had covered his head is laying separately. So what a, you know, what a convincing picture. And John, when he gets there, I'm not sure what he believes, but he, he believes. Mm-hmm. You know, the very next line said they did not understand from Scripture that this had to happen. But he realized that something significant mm-hmm. is happening here, and his faith is in the person of Christ and, and what Christ has done. And to go back to the fact that Jesus would appear first to Mary, I mean, she was the first to see him and even touch him. Uh, 
during a time when I don't believe women were even allowed to testify in court or be, you know, allowed to have any kind of validity as a witness. And um, even further, she was, you know, at one time healed, I believe, you wow. know, by demons or, um, you Not know, healed by, by demons. I mean, healed, uh, yeah. Jesus healed her <laughs> yeah. from demons. And so yeah. her credibility could have been on so many levels, you know, denounced or whatever. So I love it that no, he you appeared know, to her. A wonderful, yeah, a wonderful uh, you know, just a historical fact that adds, you know, uh, a lot of authenticity to the biblical account. If you were creating an account, this is not the witness that you would have chosen. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you wouldn't have seen, you know, so much, you know, the doubt of the disciples or any of these other things, you know, if you were, you know, creating legend. But, it, you know, this is just the truth, the way that was, you know, received. And there's such a warm, uh, you know, warm interaction between, you know, Jesus and Mary. Uh, she sees him, doesn't realize who he is, and of course her thought is, oh, they, they, they didn't feel like he was good enough to be in this tomb, and they, they put him on a dump somewhere, or they've taken him away, and if you just show me where he is, I'll you know, take possession of his body and mm-hmm. do whatever it is you know, that, that she could possibly do for him. And then he says the word Mary, and that mm-hmm. must have been something in the way that he says the word Mary, you know, that she realized it was him, and then she returns affectionately with that Rabboni, or you know, the Jewish word for for the teacher, and uh, hangs on to him. And you love uh, you love Jesus, you know, words here, Mary. Don't you know, cling to me because I've not yet ascended to the Father. Mm-hmm. In other words, it's not my physical presence that you you need to hang on to. It's what God is going to do through the exaltation and through the you know sending of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I think one of my favorite moments in John's Gospel is when Jesus shows up to his disciples, and you know we saw that in the upper room discourse, he reminds them, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to mm-hmm. scatter, you know, Peter, you're going to deny me, and and here they are, they're locked behind closed doors, you know, afraid of the Jewish leaders, and mm-hmm. and Jesus comes, and the first words he speaks to them is peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I just wonder, being in that room, what would have washed over them in that moment, as you know, they're probably reflecting on, on all the events the last few years, their own cowardness, you know, we could have stopped, what, whoever, who knows what's going through their minds, and for Jesus to show up and speak peace, not just once, mm-hmm. but, you know, this twofold, you know, peace be with you, mm-hmm. peace be with you, and then Thomas not being there, and, you know, Thomas the doubter, he gets the unfortunate nickname in Scripture, but then for Jesus to show up to him and, and say the same thing, peace be with you. Yeah, and again, we were just seeing that multifaceted portrait of Jesus. Oh, yeah. And of course, he's drawn on the Old Testament concept of the shalom of God or, mm-hmm. you know, the, the overall sense of well-being that comes from living in the presence and enjoying the blessing of mm-hmm. God, uh, you know, the deep sense of heart uh, security that comes, you know, when somebody's heart and mind is set. You know, in Christ Jesus. So it's not, you know, just simply calm down, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he's saying, mm-hmm. you know, through what has just been accomplished. We talked about that yesterday, the word, you know, it is finished. Everything has been accomplished so that you may enter into a deep relationship with God. And you're reminded, you know, of Paul's words. Therefore, since we've been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we've also gained access mm-hmm. into this grace in which we now stand. And, and so you see Jesus just offering them that simple blessing of you know, of, of God, which is deeply significant, you know, not just as a, a casual greeting. Of course, uh, you would really need to, you know, you would need to be 
uh, reassured yeah. you know, if Jesus just appears you know suddenly among you uh, while you're you know kind of cowering in fear yeah. mm-hmm. so it is uh, it's doubly significant in every way yeah I did I mean I kind of fixated on that too not just a, a greeting of shalom or a greeting of peace but um, you know as he can quiet a storm I almost wonder if he walks in that room and immediately quiets every anxious heart and I just love them just the power of his presence and of his word which yeah. is so wonderful and as the word Mary comforted you know Mary yeah. yeah and the word peace you know comforts you know comforts the disciples mm-hmm. and even speaking with Mary you know he calls them his, his brothers you know you know go tell the brothers which just mm-hmm. kind of love seeing that in spite of everything that's happened over the last few days just yeah. mm-hmm. obviously it's dire to give them peace and this the kind of close personal relationship um, mm-hmm. he gives them there yeah I mean Jesus could have spoke any word there, I mean, he could have rebuked him. I've been telling you this for the last three years. This is supposed to happen, <laughs> yeah. you know. And you almost get the sense because at times, you know, the gospel writers will tell us, you know, Jesus was telling us what was supposed to happen. Uh, so we, we just we, we've just learned a little mm-hmm. about yeah. the character of Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> so come on, guys, don't you get this? You know, uh, but that, that's all. You know, that's all of us, and there's no doubt. Yeah. I I like yeah. the phrase. You know, when he talks, you know, to Mary, and he says, you know, do not hold on me because I've not yet, you know, ascended, you know, to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them I am ascending to my father, your father, to my God and your God. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, they had uh, you know they had had the ability to call God their God for a long time. But this is a this is kind of a new you know a new step for them where the intimacy between the Father and uh, the Son and His people is is grown in such a rich way. You know, tell them that, you know what is what is about to happen as I'm ascending to His presence. Mm-hmm. And he's already told them it's for your good that I'm going away. Mm-hmm. We also see John's purpose statement. Uh-huh. You know, we've, been, we've been alluding to this all along, but you know, John finally mm-hmm. reveals the very purpose as to why he's writing. He's not mm-hmm. writing to just catalog, you know, some signs that Jesus did, or you know, good teaching, or you know, even just historical events. He's writing. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus performed many signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. You know, the very mm-hmm. specific purpose that, uh, and you're watching this unfold, they, they came to believe Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and, and that life exists, mm-hmm. you know, only by his name. Well, and we not only see, you know, John's purpose in writing the gospel, we see our purpose in our salvation. Uh, you know, in verse 21, again, Jesus said, Peace be with you as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. It was such an incredible image because we have, you know, in Genesis chapter 2, whenever, you know, God makes Adam out of the stuff of the earth, out of dust, he breathes into him and he becomes a living being. And, of course, you see Ezekiel in the valley of, you know, bones, breathing over the dried bones and, you know, giving them life and uh, the word for wind and spirit and breath. You know, we're all the same, both in Greek and uh, and in uh, you know Hebrew, Old Testament and New Testament. These words always have a double meaning, and so as He breathes on them, it's a symbol of God giving them the Holy Spirit. And uh, what a beautiful portrait that is—the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit in us, the very breath of God giving mm-hmm. us life, giving us hope, mm-hmm. uh, applying the resurrection to mm-hmm. us. But but our our purpose, you know, in that is to be sent into the world and we've talked about that you know in John 17 not to withdraw from the world and not you know to kind of uh, do what they're doing hiding and cowering 
Mm-hmm. You know, behind closed doors, but to go into the world for the sake of the gospel, carrying the message of forgiveness of sin, so that wherever it's pronounced, you know, that He forgives those that have received the gospel, you know, from us. And what a beautiful picture um, that it is. Much more to cover here, but uh, we've yeah. come to the end of our podcast time. And uh, as we close, Father, thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the gift of the peace that we have with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by grace, through faith, and the grace in which we now stand. And Father, we, we thank you that you have given us the gift of the Holy Spirit. That you've not left us as orphans. as uh, you, you promised your disciples in the upper room, but you have come to us, and you live in us, and you have given us a purpose in this world to take your gospel uh, to every living creature. In your holy name we pray. Amen.